What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Finding high-quality mental health care can be daunting and exhausting. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, depression, insomnia, stress, grief, big life changes, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can now use FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. Hello, it's Dave. I'm here with my wife, Kathy. Hello. And you're listening to The Cinemile, where we walk to and from the cinema and talk about the movie we saw except for today except for today (laughs) where um, we are watching a movie that is not available in the cinemas because it's a Netflix produced Will Smith movie called Bright so uh, you know this is the age we're living in now Mm -hmm. we don't have to go to the cinema anymore there's uh, big budget 90 million dollar movies being delivered directly to your living room did this cost small, 90 million dollars? It did cost 90 million dollars. Wow. Fun fact. <laughs> so um, 80 million of which was Will Smith's salary. So re- well, pro- possibly. the um, Which means it's probably a bit of a foreboding indication for our podcast. Um, which what is, sense? Well, if, if, if Netflix win mm-hmm. the, the war of the movies... They'll never win the war of the movie theatres because they make all their money on popcorn and 7-Up and sweets. Yeah, but movie. I think movie theatres are in decline. 2017 had the lowest box office uh, taking in America in something like 15, 16 That's years. also been attributed, though, to the lack of original movies. Yeah, that's definitely yeah, a problem. That's a problem. Uh, which but is anyway. a nice segue to this movie, <laughs> yes. which is an original movie, Yeah, uh, which Kathy knows sweet F all about. I know actually nothing about this because I've not even seen it suggested to me on Netflix. Um, yeah, but you do, how often do you go on Netflix? You go on my Netflix. Yeah, I go on your Netflix. So maybe you saw it already. I've seen it. You see, Netflix are clever. They don't serve you things over and over okay. again that you've already so seen. So I've never seen it. Um, so all I know is that... What do you think it's about? It's Will Smith. Yeah. Um, I think it's sci-fi. Okay. I mean, I've deliberately not looked anything up. And I think it's getting panned from some headline I saw somewhere that I didn't read. <laughs> so I'm very excited to watch it and that's how media is consumed in the year 2018 <laughs> well no it's just that I didn't want to see any spoilers because I knew we were going to watch it tonight that's all it's um, like Kathy was like Kathy said to me before we sat down hey do you want to watch that uh, movie um, that I know nothing about I saw a headline <laughs> <laughs> about it that I didn't read <laughs> <laughs> but I'm interested to see Netflix like commissioning such a big movie they did commission 
a kind of relatively big one last year that starred Brad Pitt as a war. We watched some of that. It was terrible. Yeah, we turned it off. Of it. We didn't finish it. And that's the Awful. difference. This is why I prefer watching movies in the cinema because I will sit in the cinema and I'll watch a movie unless there's something terribly wrong with it. When I'm at home, if a movie's not interesting, I won't necessarily finish it. And it's not the same experience of being in the cinema, which I love, which I'm about to recreate. So I'm off to make myself some popcorn. But however, I am in my pajamas. And, and that's I'm a go- bonus. And I'm going to talk really loudly uh, and have my phone on. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to be kicking Cathy's seat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we're off to watch. What's it called again? We're off to watch. It's called Bright. Bright. Yeah. And hopefully we'll watch it all tonight. I hope it's not really long. I don't even know. I don't know. Uh, we're not. Uh, we'll tell you what the plot of this film is on the other side because I'm kind of interested to see uh, Kathy's reaction. Okay, and I won't uh, even read the raw. synopsis then. No. Okay. All right. So we'll see you in um, exactly as long as it takes to, <laughs> to watch this movie, which we don't know how long it is. So well prepared. Okay. Bye. Bye. Why is there a fairy in the bird feeder area? Good afternoon, officer. Fairy lives don't matter today. That's it right there. I'll take the little homie out LAPD style like you do. Oh, and uh, you keep doing all your gangster stuff. I'm just trying to sell my house. Don't worry about that. Everybody's just trying to get along and have a good life. All of the races are different. Just because they're different doesn't mean anybody's better or worse than anybody. Hey, uh, where's the diversity hire? I got a dude in my car. I didn't ask for it, but the whole world is watching. What's okay? You don't like me. Man, I'm not out here to be your friend. I need to know if shit pop off that you got my back. Can't hide it, Wood. Humans have physical tells. Like the face. What's my face? The human who needs a lot more conjugal love to have face. Do not wink at me like that. Hello, listeners. We're back. And you are experiencing some form of time travel because while mere moments has passed for you, a whole week has passed for us because it took us that long to watch this <laughs> stupid movie. I feel like a whole year has passed for me. <laughs> I cannot remember. I actually had to listen back to our intro because I couldn't even remember it. And I can barely it remember the movie. Like so long ago. I remember a world before we saw this movie <laughs> in the we- long, long ago. And so firstly, actually, to my earlier point that I just listened back to about when you're not at the cinema and you're actually just watching a movie at home on your TV, you can pause it when it's boring. Well, this now, is exa- we must have paused this. We must have watched this at least over four different. I think viewings. we watched it in sort of 10 to 15 minute chunks because <laughs> it was all we could tolerate. Um, which admittedly, you know, in the film's favor, is it's not the ideal way to consume any any movie but no but you wouldn't was... watch a good movie like that no 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 it was, you, it was impossible you know some movies they say it was impossible to turn off or some mm-hmm. pages are impossible to put down this was impossible to pick up we only did it for our podcast so that's how dedicated we are so this was for you yeah dear listeners <laughs> thank um, you so much so uh, let's give it we we did promise to give a very quick uh plot synopsis i think you should do we? that Kathy. we promised we promised Oh, so I was wrong. The it's intro not... that we just listened to. Oh, I've forgotten. Um, but, so you not... didn't know anything about it. You thought it was sci-fi. I thought it was sci-fi. It's not sci-fi. It's kind of... It's fantasy. And it's... It's as if the Lord of the Rings was historical in this. It's like present day, but post-Middle Earth. So there are orcs... Yeah, so say two, a few thousand years have passed and yeah. they've developed in the same way that humanity would. Yeah. So we uh, have humans, so... orcs, elves... A brief centaur, 
dragon um but it's set in like la today and um it's directed by the writer of training day and it has two cops in it one of whom I... is an orc and one of whom is will smith um and 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 he's the first orc cop which is yeah. a big deal so so i would say i, I, I love the setting yeah, i didn't same. like the plot the execution or the writing or the acting or the acting uh, good actors bad bad acting yeah and a um, shame because it's really original idea for setting that's a great idea yeah like so good with the, the first five minutes do this. yeah the first five minutes i was like i love this this is so cool and then will smith beats a fairy to death with a broom <laughs> like, wait what um so we and, won't do too many spoilers yet but um but that's very early on and it's in the trailer it's and that terrible. is like are we, how are we supposed to like him as a character when he's xenophobic uh he literally beats another species to death in front of uh in front of us and it's sort of played for laughs and it wasn't funny and also the so his neighbors this is also in the trailer his neighbors sort of go yeah you know give him some of that lapd style loving uh as, as he's beating this tiny creature to death which felt like considering the the current climate with police brutality and everything felt well they also said orc awful. lives matter at one point so it's a bit on the nose the whole thing is a, is a very poorly executed metaphor for for race and you can't it's just it deals in the most obvious cliches um but to, it's terrible it never mind the cliches is dealing in it's just so poorly written and so badly acted and so unfunny I've actually never seen Will Smith be so charmless in a movie no because the movie wants to be sort of bad boys and it wants to oh yeah wants to be training day and bad boys and with their funky background of Lord of the Rings and it's just none of those things but it's trying so hard and fails so spectacularly and Joel Edgerton was really bad in this as well no but I feel bad for Joel Edgerton because I think I love, really really like him. I think he's a superb actor. He's uh, great. He's I mean, I just watched him in um, I watched him in Loving, which he's really great in. It's like, wait, you've gone from Loving to this. He also made he directed and starred in The Gift, which is a great little horror movie which I'd recommend. Um but he's trying here and the poor guy like he plays the orc and he must have sat in makeup for <laughs> 6 hours every day <laughs> for nothing. To to, to to march out and tr- and deliver this some of the worst dialogue you'll ever hear. Yeah. But like I think he's doing a good job here, the best he can do. Because no, he's underplaying it. He played it so underwhelmingly that. But that's he's just the playing this boring, listless, dr- dr- like drip of a character. His character's supposed to be earnest and uh, idealistic. He wants to be a cop more than anything, so he turned his back on his whole race to the point where. The, the way it comes off is naive and sort of mentally challenged. Uh, yeah, like at one point unusual. I thought... Um, yeah, I genuinely thought he was maybe portraying someone with like an intellectual disability. I was like a bit... I was really confused by what he was, Joel Egerton. And then Will but, Smith was... I, I think they were trying to make Will Smith not very intelligent either because the way he was speaking was really weird. Like, the dialogue was probably the worst I've I seen wrote in down a long some time. lines of dialogue okay for instance this is, this is literally um, a line of dialogue from the orc cop my badge means more to me than the air I breathe <laughs> like that's something a 13 year old would write it's also the, the worst form of writing because it's it's 
um, characters telling us things with their words instead of their actions. Yeah. Um, th- and it th- th- tries so hard to be clever and funny. There's all these quippy, like, back and forth lines. But I swear to God, they're copied and pasted from a script from 1993 from a Michael Bay movie that was rejected. Uh, here's another one I wrote down. There, there's like... Uh, they shoot someone in the head and then he turns to the other and goes they don't teach that at the academy oh god that was terrible and we have to say as well aside from the dialogue how dreary and gloomy looking and ugly it was no yeah it's got, it suffers from 21st century um, post Dark Knight Christopher Nolan syndrome yeah where every movie wants to be gritty and hard biting so uh, dreary to looking to the point where you can't do that and be fun at the same time and, and so the tonal conflicts are all over the place and not on the small screen like okay maybe in a cinema if it was shot well enough that really muted colour palette might look good but just watching it on your TV and you're streaming it over Netflix it just looks crap yes and also this movie does I could not see the 90 million dollars no I couldn't see it anywhere it looked cheap the action scenes were very poorly Mm -hmm. executed there was maybe one um, not a spoiler there's one in uh, involving a car and a a gas station which had some nice little storyboarded moments but it's pretty much there's a lot of like kung fu in this there's like ninja elves uh, which sounds <laughs> a lot cooler than it, it sounds, actually is you're actually describing a different movie than what i saw did you not see the ninja i elves? missed so i think i just missed at one point i you was like right oh up. wow there's a center like that's really cool and then we never saw him again but that that's one thing i think the movie did did well it's sort of like i like that it sort of incidentally dropped in all this stuff you see a f- dragon flying in the skyline you see a centaur in the background. Yeah, but that it you can incidentally kind of drop out. stuff in if the if the bones of the movie, like the actual plot's interesting. But the actual yes. plot was so dull as dishwater that they wasted the setting, which could have been amazing if they had had an engaging character at the core with even a vaguely interesting mission. So the 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 plot of this movie, um, if if you want to know, it's we will again not spoilery, but it's essentially a MacGuffin. Um, prophecy chosen one it's like you could it's a cookie cutter um, any fantasy movie from the past hundred years it's like so underwhelming so pointless you'll see everything coming a mile off and it's boring and speaking of plots we should go to spoiler sofa right we're on to we're on the spoiler sofa we have moved yes we've moved we have a we have a sofa we only ever <laughs> sit on this sofa to talk about spoilers yeah it rarely gets used rarely uh, so what what did you want to talk about specifically? I really have nothing to talk about because <laughs> so why did we move all the I way don't over to spoiler sofa I just um, full disclosure we finished it yesterday we're recording this today I don't really remember the end I feel so I've nothing much to say because it was just such a barrel of cliches. I remember it because you were looking down uh, at your phone for, for, for most <laughs> of it. it Cathy just... doesn't like act big action scenes. This was all action, I love, poorly conceived action. I love a good action scene. I don't like a oh, grainy, okay. gritty, grey, tedious Will Smith lumbering around acting like the worst acting I've ever seen him do. Um, and of course he ends up being a bright, which was like, when, when that turned out to be a surprise, I was confused because I thought, but surely we've known he's a bright the whole time. Does the movie really think that this is so boring? Like so some obvious. sort of um, that was like the climax. But I thought that was actually something we were inherently supposed to know the whole time. So for anyone who who hasn't seen the movie, um, which I'm assuming is most of you, because I wouldn't recommend watching this. Well, at apparently all. a lot of people watch this. A bright is actually well, 
we'll come back to that point in a second. A, a bright is basically a wizard. It's someone who can use magic. No, it's somebody who can touch a specific wand. No, no, it's someone who can use magic as the affinity for magic, and then they're able to touch wands. Yeah. Yeah. Not a specific. I like that we're arguing about what the bright. We know who gives a shit. <laughs> and we um, know Will Smith's a bright because the movie's called Bright, and it stars Will Smith. And in the third scene, somebody says to Joe Edgerton, "You're guarding the bright," and he was paired with Will Smith. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but back to the point of who actually watched this. So Nielsen, uh, who are the statistics? Uh... Getting proper mental health care can help you feel more like you. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, insomnia, relationship issues, workplace stress, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can use your FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. Service um, who, who do a lot of TV ratings. They tried to calculate how many people actually watched Bright. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Netflix famously don't release their their numbers, um, but they I think they use their social measuring tool to to sort of determine how many people watched it and talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've forgotten what the number is, but uh, but it equated to if they, they they then calculated if each of those people had bought a cinema ticket, it would equate to a hundred million dollar opening weekend yeah. in the US alone, mm-hmm. which makes this movie. A, a massive success yeah um however now there are factors to that obviously not everyone who watched it might have gone to to pay money for it you know they sat at home it was in front of them exactly um so that you know there, there's some some things there but the netflix model is a funny one because netflix have it's so different from traditional tv or movies right so netflix have spent the money on this movie yeah you could put the movie in quotation marks then they Actually, at the end of the day, whether 11 million people watch it or 100,000 people watch it, it doesn't matter because they don't rely on advertising revenue the way traditional TV does. So they don't need big numbers to tune in. All Netflix care about is that people know they're commissioning movies and value their subscription. Yes. So it's a really different model. And I, I think it's detrimental because if it doesn't matter if people watch your movies or not, then all you need is a high concept, which this does have, which is really cool, and a big name, which this does have, and then... And then people say, oh, you know, they're, they're Netflix are must-have because they're releasing... Yeah, they're making this amazing... Will Smith cinematics. So yeah. you feel like whether you watched it or not, you, you're getting value from your subscription. Yeah. Or, or more importantly, because we are all subscribed, most people are already subscribed to this, it's that you won't cancel exactly. your subscription because it feels... Like you'd be missing out. And it's, that's what they're doing their, carefully. Their model is FOMO. It's, yeah, FOMO. And for me, um, as I said, it was never served to me because I never saw it because you'd already seen it and we share an account. But um, if I had seen this, I would have been like, oh, that's cool. That's a cool synopsis. I'd have added it to my list and I'd have never watched it. But yeah. I would have felt value for my subscription. Now, the thing is, long term, that clearly isn't, as you said, it's not a sustainable strategy because eventually if you kept churning out bad content, people would unsubscribe. So I... And I don't, and I think this is probably a blip for Netflix. They've had a, quite a few blips now, but they are achieving 
quite a lot of quality successes and they're winning awards yeah it's really it's such an interesting business model and no one in the world really knows what to make of it i mean they're at this point spending billions a year on content to what end are they making money is it like the emperor's new clothes like nobody knows but everyone subscribed to them and it's become part of kind of the national and international like tv consciousness everyone has it yeah like stranger things everyone watched that like the first i think within the first couple of days they had something like 15 million downloads on it based on those nielsen numbers like that's huge it's massive and you're talking about a global tv phenomenon but are they making any money i don't know but anyway back to bright honestly (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) back to bright i have nothing else to say about this movie so i completely hand the floor over to you i've got i've got a few things to say so i liked the premise i liked some of the world building um but that's kind of it everything else everything else was terrible uh, the writing, as I've as I mentioned, is terrible. The Shopping. characters aren't well defined. Will Smith is supposed to be this. I think the script, and it's by a guy. He's called Max Landis, who did Chronicle, which was quite an enjoyable uh, sort of superhero found footage movie. But I don't think the strength was in the writing there. Uh, it was in the sort of novelty and the direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but the writing is. Th- he hasn't decided what he wants these characters to be and the characters aren't telling us who they are except by the end we're supposed to sort of um think that will smith is this grizzled cynic uh, who's been through a lot but the movie hasn't shown us any of I that i felt like He's it was he was a sequel kind of a sequel to him in bad boys but or independence day or like it, it was relying on the fact that we've seen will smith as a young gung-ho yes cop authority figure and and just assuming that we'll extrapolate from that that now he's a grizzled old cop and with no basis other than that it's will smith i think that like he was as i said he was it's the worst i've ever seen will smith in anything and like you said maybe blame the direction and the writing for that he was phoning it in he was he was i don't know if he was phoning it in or if, if everything he was given was so bad because i know it's the same director as suicide squad which was also really bad but will smith wasn't this bad in Suicide Squad maybe because he'd better actors to bounce off or something um, and at, at some Suicide point Suicide Squad is a masterpiece compared to <laughs> yeah it really is like why they were giving him why they're having him be so ill spoken didn't make sense because he was speaking just really poorly and like cursing all the time and yeah, I wonder you, it was part I of that, that was weird yeah. as well it, it felt Will Smith feels like he should stay in the PG-13 Yeah, round. like, he did not suit a character who's, like, cursing and, like, speaking, like, real, like, slang. It just, it can't come out of his mouth properly. Like, he cannot pull that off. Because he's, like, you know... He's too Cheesy, likeable. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like, it just doesn't... He's a cheesy... He's a cheesy actor, and this does not suit him. And why? Why did the character have to be like that? You know, he's a cop, he's a married man, he's a dad. We get all that in the first few minutes. Why does he then need to be going around for no reason and cursing? And part of that, I thought, was probably because Netflix don't worry about classifications and things like that. And it was like they wanted to just cram as much swear words as they could into it. But actually, the yeah, to the point where uh, I wrote down more dialogue here, there was a whole there's a whole argument where it's after uh, he's killed the cops um, and he's trying to get the the reason out of the orc about why he let the guy go. And and the orc saying things like I fucking let him go and he says and Will Smith says well, why did you fucking let him go and he says I fucking smelled him okay and it's just like the word <laughs> so fucking bad. is inserted into every sentence for no reason and we're not averse to cursing listeners of this podcast know we'll swear but it's just when it's when, so when a swear when the swearing yeah. is taking you out when it doesn't feel like somebody would have 
organically said that yeah and you can hear the writing and i think uh, this whole movie falls over because of the writing it's not just the writing it's everything it's the direction it's the cinematography it's the plotting it's the whole thing it's not just the writing and it's the acting but it's also some of the world building because as we said the world building was probably a little bit of a strength it's an interesting premise but the, then they it, just threw it all away but it falls over on some of the logic and um, and some of the references they make through me so fine we're to believe that this is an alternate universe where the, it's a fantasy land and they evolved in the same way we did uh, and may have, have some of the same things they have cities it's LA exists but they reference the Alamo yeah, that was point. weird. So, so what is history the same? Like, why would the Alamo have happened? And also, Will Smith makes a Shrek reference, and it really bothered Did me I that, that in this universe of, of fantasy creatures exist that the movie Shrek would have been made, <laughs> which is based on fantasy fairy tales. Maybe Shrek is such a pure Shrek is such a mind. pure piece of art, you know, like the Mona Lisa or something like that, that it would just always have existed. <laughs> right, Shrek, Shrek exists in all universes. In all universes. In all possible It's a point timelines. of reference in any parallel universe, you will always have Shrek. Did you notice how many moustaches there were in this movie? Yeah, they all have moustaches, yeah. which we were thinking, was that like part of the code of this universe or I think, whatever? I think it's lazy lazy uh, cop wardrobe was I think it? there was like oh they're cops they should have moustaches there was one point in the in the locker room or where there was like four cops hanging around and three out of the four of them had moustaches there was this- also a thing where it was like oh by the way Will Smith is like entirely um, financially you know bankrupt and his house is about to be repossessed and all this but that just came out of nowhere completely unexplained as well it's like well he's like a full-time cop and his wife's a nurse and they've only one child so if you're going to tell us they're bankrupt you need to explain why like is he <laughs> yeah, a gambler yeah. like what happened but oh, no man it's the pension i need the pension yeah. <laughs> it just feels like for this is lazy cop writing and yeah. the bad cops were were terrible their motivations he's only five years were away from retirement it's like it's the exactly every balls lame lamey lame cliche what am I trying <laughs> lamey, to say lame cliche. lamey lame cliche was was pulled out here which is really disappointing when you consider this man produced uh, or was created training day all it's weird ago. that um, One of Will the... Smith and obviously enjoyed Suicide Squad so much and the critical reception it got that he made another movie with the same let's person let's work together again yeah I find it really bizarre this whole thing just feels like it was, should have been made and released in 2001 like don't doesn't it like it's so uh like there's a whole but it would never have been good in 2001 it wouldn't have been good no but it might have been it might have gotten by like it felt it felt like and and uh, but it felt like it was made then yeah it doesn't feel at all bad there's a whole bit where where will smith when he shoots the cops do you remember when it goes like into slow motion he shoots all these bad cops it's one of the most baffling and embarrassing scenes I've ever seen (laughs) it went into slow motion and Will Smith like shoots all the bad cops like it's a big surprise and the whole thing is played to this what can only be described as an emo track I forgot about that and it happens again later again you can't just suddenly have a whole scene in slow-mo stylized and then go back to your normal movie again but with no reference like that didn't happen enough in the movie that it made (laughs) sense but it didn't only happen once, it happened twice. So I was like, why are you doing slow-mo, emo? I know what you mean about the naughty thing. Um, but that's, but you know what I mean? I can't even describe it, but that's a real naughty style yeah, of action. Yeah, it was. I'm thinking of like, it's post-Matrix. Yeah. Um, 
imitation. It also tried to, I think they tried to make it look a bit like the fifth element at one point, the way the elf looked and stuff. But she was like, as a, and talk about like the female characters in this, the Played female by elf. Played Rapace. She was just a drip as well. She was She's just got terrible. nothing to work with though. Yeah. She was just like. She's just nothing. She's just an elf who covers her ear, hands with her ears. Oh no, sorry. That She's the bright that they're protecting. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, no. Yeah, but, she, but she was like, and then it turns out she could speak English the whole time. And yeah. just didn't. She was with them the whole time. And then at the end she goes, oh yeah, I can speak English. She's and here's the whole plot. voluntarily mute. Here's yeah. the plot of the movie, by the way, in case you needed to know. Yeah. Um, and that, there was another bit in that that annoyed me, where she was talking about, she brings the orc um, cop back from the dead, right? Big moment. And then everyone's like, oh my God, he's the chosen one. And then everyone's like, it's a miracle. Why would miracles exist in a world with magic? That doesn't make sense. But Everyone maybe magic, magic exists. Well, look, ugh, I don't know. Maybe magic doesn't stretch to bringing people back from the dead. Like, say, for example, even in Game of Thrones, it's unusual for someone to be brought back from the dead. Like in any fantasy, I guess. that's not necessarily a power somebody has. Um, okay, fine. I but don't the movie think we need to nitpick on that. Fine, but the movie didn't make any of that clear. Um, another thing that really annoyed me about that scene uh, was the whole, like, he's about to be shot by one of the other orcs and then turns out that that's the orc that he saved from the beginning and it's yeah. all come back I was like oh kill me now mm-hmm. um, anyway I, I, yeah I you could, could go, go on, on about everything that this movie did wrong yeah. but the, the fact of the matter is it was just a dreadful dreadful piece of muck it's yeah. one of the worst movies I've seen for ages and I it's such a shame because it's, it's such an original cool concept so that it's an awful shame that um, sorry I've just banged the mic um, it's an awful shame to take such a cool original concept and to just blow it and to blow it with 90 million dollars you know we're not talking about a small little indie movie here yeah. like you know Netflix just take take a moment take a deep breath commission good content and spend less money on it but that that's at the end of the day they just want the publicity for something like this you're right though that's the problem there's there's no there's less scrutiny yeah if this was um 20th century fox or warner brothers and and they had a lot riding on this yeah. and they want to build on its success and they need people to get to 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 the cinemas and they need numbers and it's got they're more accountable yeah so the stakes are higher so that's why they go through reshoots and re-edits and and everything is like is is nitpicked to a tiny degree. I feel like whoever the overlords at Netflix are, they probably just said, ah, just let them make the movie. Well, that's what a lot of TV um, producers say. They love working with Netflix. For example, like the Baz Luhrmann um, the show, Get Down. The Get Down, or even like Stranger Things season one. They were given such creative freedom. That's why, you know, TV makers like working with them. And in some ways, it can make talent flourish like Stranger Things in some way you can have a Baz Luhrmann get down which turns out to be a complete disaster that they spent whatever hundreds of millions of dollars on well that's our opinion we only watched one no it was a disaster they didn't recommission oh, okay, it and fine. it got it was it tanked um, critically and no one watched it and Bright I would consider a disaster as well so it's a funny thing a creativity, creativity where you give a new talent maybe like the Duffer Brothers um, an opportunity and they'll flourish but you take someone who's blatantly just made a really bad movie like Suicide Squad, you should probably rein him in a bit and actually just, you know, 
keep an eye on what he's doing if this is the end product or maybe yeah. not commission him to do anything maybe him and Will Smith are just such best buds that the only way Will Smith would do this is if he directed it <laughs> um, but I think we've probably dedicated too much time talking yeah, about let's, this yeah let's, let's wrap this up yeah. thanks for listening uh, if you made it this far uh, you can hear more of us mm-hmm. uh, on all the podcast places where you hear podcasts and yes. please subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast mm-hmm. if you're on Apple Podcasts uh, drop us a review please yes. um, give us give us a rating and uh, you don't even have to review us if you don't have time just hit just hit the just hit the little five star yeah. button uh, and it re- it'll really help us out and that's that's all we ask that's all we ask and, and um, we're gonna make it to the cinema soon we've had difficulty thus far getting to the cinema together this year <laughs> yeah you went without me I went without you last week um, scandalous we are getting a granny sitter over for a visit soon and we will go to the cinema together <laughs> granny linda's coming yes granny linda's coming and um we are we've got some guests we're trying to line up some guests um this year uh, so yeah lots lots of exciting lots things, exciting things happen and if you think there's someone who should be a guest on the cinema let us know and we'll try and see if we can get them yes, that yes, could be please. fun and um, okay thanks for, thanks listening. for listening bye bye Teach that of the academy. No, they do not.